Can I hear your clap louder? If it is for Jesus, lift up the Bible and say, This is my Bible. <laughs> say, This is my Bible. It is the word of God. I believe what He says I am, and I can do what He says I can do. I am not a hearer only, I'm a doer of the word. Say, This morning, through this word, my path is shining brighter and brighter oh you don't believe what you said says through this word my path is shining brighter and brighter in Jesus name wave your bible and say a big amen God bless you please be seated amen alright so this morning I'm speaking briefly on occupy till I come Somebody say, occupy till I come. And this morning is our, um, this month is our month of sacrifice. I'll be speaking mainly on what we call the gifts of function. There are three categories of gifts in the New Testament. One of them is what we call the ministry gifts or the five-fold ministry gifts. According to Ephesians chapter 4, you know, um, from verse 7 up to verse 11, you see the fivefold ministry gifts prophets, apostle, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And then we have nine gifts of the Spirit. You see that in the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And then we have what we call the, mini, um, the gifts of function. And this morning I'm going to be dwelling mainly on the gifts of function. Because if we are going to live a life of sacrifice unto God and we are going to be pleasing unto him, then we must know what God or the gifts God has given to us as believers to help us function effectively in the body of Christ. Somebody say amen. Oh, I said somebody say amen. amen. Every believer is supposed to function the body of Christ. Every believer including you and I. You see, in Christ, the whole, Christ Jesus is the whole body, is the being. Alright? And we are members of his body. And just like when you take a human body, you see the head, you see the neck, you see the eyes, you see the fingers, you see the toe, you see the, you know, and there are some of the parts of your body you've never seen before. But, they are very effective. Without them, you will not be alive. If somebody understand what I'm saying? And without their proper functioning, your body will not function effectively. How many of you have hit your toe, any of your toes against anything before? 
How did it feel like? Did that affect your whole body? Are you sure? Sometimes it doesn't even affect only your whole body. It affects your soul. <laughs> but that, that is just a little part of your whole body. But yet, once it is hurt, you feel it in your entire being. And that is how it is when one small part of the body, which is you or anyone sitting next to you, fails to function effectively, it will affect the entire body of the entire church. So, and every local church has its members forming the body. So, when you come to this local church, we form the body. You are part of the body. Nobody in this local church is just a number. Nobody in this local church is just a statistic that we counted you as part of the people. No. Everyone here, God has something in particular for you to add to make the body complete. Oh, I thought you say an amen to that. Everybody here, there is something God has given you that when you bring on board, it makes the body complete. And you must understand that for anything God has given you, he will ask you for to account for it one day. Alright. So let's turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 13 verse 6. What I'm going to share with you, you can get a lot of it in this book, Rise Up and Work. And if you are watching us online, this is a very good book to get. Written by Bishop Charles Ajinasare, Rise Up and Work, Understanding Ministry. In Luke chapter 13 verse 6, he spoke also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came and sought fruit thereon and found none verse 7 then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard behold these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none cut it down somebody say cut it down why cumbered it the ground or why is it occupying space because if the tree is not giving me fruit cut it down because it is just occupying space all right in verse 8 and he answered and he answering said unto him lord let it alone this year also till i shall dig it i shall dig about it and dunk it and if it bear fruit well if not then after that thou shalt cut it down. Alright. So, Jesus was simply saying that if the tree is not bearing fruit, then it is occupying space. And it must not be allowed to occupy space. You must cut it down. And there are a lot of Christians in the body of Christ today whose life have been cut down. There are a lot of Christians today who Jesus looks at and feels that they are just occupying space. Because nobody came into this world empty. Everybody came with something. In fact, the day you were born again, there was something he deposited inside you so that you can be a blessing to his body. And he's saying that you are supposed to bear fruit. And if you don't bear fruit, then you are supposed to be cut down. I pray for you. If there was any verdict on your life to be cut down, may you receive a second chance in the name of Jesus Christ. He says, when you continue receiving, 
but you don't bear fruit you become cancerous now my science is very bad and I don't know almost anything about medicine but I understand that one of the causes of cancer is when cells receive too much and they refuse to give out is that correct? Yeah. when cells accumulate too much one cell, a cell gather in one particular area of your body for too long and they are just eating and just feeding at a point it becomes what we call cancer now once a, a part of your body becomes cancerous what they used to do is that they used to cut it out they have to cut that particular part out if they don't cut it out it will spread and destroy the whole body so a lot of Christians you've been in a church 5 years 10 years, 15 years and all you've been doing is receiving receiving, receiving, receiving receiving at a certain point in your life you could become cancerous God is giving you avenues to be able to also give out can I hear somebody say amen and some people have been cut off spiritually some financially some materially because for some people when you became born again you could see that life was progressing with a certain speed suddenly you don't know what happened things are not the same anymore because you didn't transition from a point of receiving to become a giver at a point you were just receiving ministration the same ministration like we received this morning powerful you enjoyed it then you received the word then you received ushers ministering to you you received this ministration you received that and you've just been receiving for the past 10 years and you've not given out ministration to anybody so at a certain point in your life jesus is saying this tree they've been watered it's been pruned the sun has shined on it it has rained on it oh this tree has been fed and the tree is refusing to give us fruit he says cut it off may you not be cut off in the name of jesus christ it is a prayer for mercy i say may you not be cut off in the name of jesus hallelujah in in the same luke chapter 19 verse 13 luke 19 13 the bible says and he called his 10 servants and he called his 10 servants and delivered them 10 pounds and said unto them occupy till i come this story jesus was telling was that a man called 10 of his servants and gave them 10 talents or 10 pounds and said unto them occupy in other words do business till i come in other words become fruitful until i come jesus is expecting that there is something is given to you and he's expecting you to use it to do business to occupy until he comes if jesus tarries he should find you doing something for him you didn't say amen somebody say i'll do something for him so we are going to focus quickly on some of the gifts of function but let's go to romans chapter 12 and verse 3 romans chapter 12 and verse 3 quickly all right the bible says for i say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you to every man that is among us this morning huh? not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think 
soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith verse 4 for us we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office all he's saying is that we have we are different people in one body but just as the members of the body are not the same in the same way you and i we are different from one another verse 5 says so we being many are one body in christ and every one member of another verse 6 having then gift different according to the grace that is given unto us whether prophecy let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith verse 7 or ministry let us wait on our ministering or he that teacheth on teaching or he that exhorts on exhortation he that gives let him do it with simplicity he that rules with diligence and he that shows mercy with cheerfulness so in this scripture paul gives us seven different gifts of function and every christian tell somebody every christian oh i said tell somebody every christian tell the person including you huh? is the person a christian all right tell the person every christian including you will fall within the seven gifts of function everybody amen so paul takes his time to break down the seven different gifts of function as we know and in first peter chapter 4 verse 7 he says but the end of all things is at hand be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer verse 8 says and above all things have fervent charity among yourselves for charity over multitudes of sin or love covers multitudes of sin use hospitality one to another without grudging as every man has received their gift even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of god if any man speak let him speak the, as the oracle of god if any man minister let him do it as of the ability which god giveth that god in all things may be glorified through jesus christ to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever and the church shall say amen, amen. so again peter is emphasizing the point that we have gifts and we are supposed to use it to minister one to another one to another there are four things i want us to take note of from the two scriptures i have read four quick things i want you to take note of number one am i too fast all right number one know that everyone has a gift everyone has a gift everybody say i have a gift say it again say i have a gift say it like you know it say i have a gift so everyone has a gift in ephesians chapter 4 he says that he ascended on high and gave gifts unto men now the gifts that god gives to every one of us is for the benefit of the church or the benefit of the body and not yourself amen now sometimes if you have malaria you don't feel like eating is that correct 
Talk to me. Is that correct? Because your, your mouth doesn't taste good. And food, food doesn't taste sweet in your mouth. But they will always tell you, you need the food for your body. So even though your mouth is not feeling too good, your body needs the food. And so you can't say that my mouth cannot say that me, I don't, I don't feel for food, so I won't eat. Stomach will be crying. And then by the time you realize, head will be aching. And by the time you realize, feet will be weak. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Yes, if you are clapping your hands, clap it well. So, the gift God has given to everybody is not for yourself. It is for the body. Amen? Number two thing you need to know is that know that gifts are different. Everybody's gift is different. Not everybody can sing. Not everybody can be an usher. Not everybody can be a prayer warrior. Not everybody can be an instrumentalist. Like this man is playing the keyboard. Not everybody can do it. Some of you, when you were young, they took you to music school. If you had sat there for 20 years, you still wouldn't have been able to play it. Because the thing, if you ain't got it, you ain't got it. <laughs> is somebody understanding what I'm talking about? Some of you, if you decide to join the ushers, me now come and beg you and tell you that please don't join the ushers. Because even when you are happy, the way you make your face, the way the serious. I'm imagining if we make you an usher and somebody is coming for the first time and the person comes, stands at the gate and is looking around. Doesn't know what you say. Around here. I don't know to win Where are you from? You know, sometimes you even go to the hospital and you meet some. <laughs> some. Not all of them. We are very good doctors and nurses. But you meet some nurses and you know that, hey, this one there. You should have been in the army. <laughs> hey. Lower your panties. Let me give you injection. Hurry up, hurry up. When you do like, hey, I'm afraid. You put them. You, you, your turn on me. You know that, no, this one. Amen. So we have different gifts. Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 6, says that having then gifts different from, differing from one another according to the grace given us. So we all have different gifts. Number three thing I want you to know is that gifts are God given. Gifts are God given. You said, oh, I learned it. But yes, it is God who gave you the grace to know it. There are some people who wanted to be something, but they couldn't. Why? Because if God did not give you, you can't become it. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So every gift you have, it is given to you by God. I thought you see an amen to that. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7, the Bible says, For who maketh thee to differ from another? Who makes you different from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now, if thou didst receive it, why doest thou glory? As if thou hadest not received it. This is proper King James. But let me read it in a New Living Translation, NLT. He says, what, for what gives you the right to make you 
to make such judgment what do you have that God hasn't given you and if everything you have is from God why boast as though it were not a gift if you think you already have everything you need you think you are already rich and you have begun to reign in the kingdom without us so so and so now so Paul is saying that what at all do you have that you did not receive every gift you have it is from God and he says if it is God who gave you why are you boasting with it why have you become so arrogant because you have a gift why, why do you want us to beg you before you use the gift for God as if you did not receive it as if you did not receive it tell somebody minus you amen so we must acknowledge that every gift we have is given to us from God and if, if God is the one who gave it to you if Jesus tarries 10 years from now will you still be using that gift I didn't hear you I know why don't worry 20 years from now if Jesus tarries and we still have life will you still be using that gift 50 years from now if Jesus tarries and you are still alive will you still be using that gift oh what if five years from now if you became a millionaire and everybody is calling you boss boss and the whole nation writing about you in the newspapers and you are you are on the international media will you still be using your gift for god will you still be using your gift for god what do you have that you did not receive everything we have we receive it from god one of the presidents is it a ugandan president or somebody he's a president he used to be an usher in his church before he became president and up to today as president when he goes to church he's still an usher <laughs> hey you see why you can't clap i know why you can't clap because you unyanya assemblyman <laughs> You are not even yet an Ebusiapeni in your small family. And even that one, when you come to church, we dare not tell you do something. But it is changing in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, let me hear that amen as if you are the one. I said it is changing. And then the last thing I want you to know is that work is demanded according to your ability. In Matthew 25 verse 15, the Bible says, he gave to every man severally according to their several abilities so your ability is what places a demand on you he said hey, me alone i'm in i'm in three departments oh it is according to your ability so don't boast don't make noise hey, me alone i'm doing this and i'm doing that and i come early and they don't hey don't, don't make noise it is according to your ability thank god you even have such ability somebody is wishing somebody's in kolebu by now wishing that god i had that one even just one ability like the way i'll serve god so if it is given to you according to your ability please use it to the glory of the lord let me hear somebody clap your hands and say amen so quickly let's look at the seven gifts of function as recorded in the book of as recorded in the book of Romans chapter 12 from verse 6. Number one is a gift of prophecy. 
which means speaking for the counsel and the mind of God this is foretelling exhortation and admonition people with these gifts have the ability to prophesy to a local church regularly and how often they prophesy or use this gift depends on their personal faith and their relationship with God what is you know nowadays because of the structure of church we don't even see people with gifts of prophecy but sometimes in the midst, middle of the worship then somebody will raise God will give somebody a prophetic word my children today I have visited you and today I will do a new thing in your midst I will bring healing to you and I will bring deliverance to you the plans of the enemy against your life it shall fall and it shall not come to pass say the spirit of the Lord now even though church structure is like that that is why we still encourage a lot of small groups so sometimes you go to a cell meeting and somebody has a gift of prophecy it can manifest amen one of these days I'll take my time and teach on prophecy because at a certain point a lot of people also started having problems because the gift of prophecy is not a calling to become a prophet so the fact that God speaks to you and you give prophecy in church does not make you a prophet hallelujah yeah and it doesn't mean that you have to start calling people to give them personal prophecies a lot of people have received so many confusion in life because of personal prophecies I am careful the prophets I work with because it can easily distort your life I've seen people being told that say the Lord this is your wife yeah I've seen people being told that God says you should leave your work I mean and so many other things but this gift of prophecy it mainly does these three things it tells what God is going to do brings exhortation and admonition so it doesn't give direction to people can I hear somebody say amen oh come on talk to me church can I hear somebody say amen number two is ministry ministry simply means a servant an attendant a minister it includes a deacon or a deaconess now to understand the word ministry how many of you have been to a restaurant before let me see and if you have been to a restaurant before okay I'm using a big word restaurant how many of you have been to a choba before <laughs> all right when you go there are some people there who are dressed who come to you and ask you what do you drink what do you want to drink what do you want to eat then they take your order and go and bring it now that is what ministry literally is all about seven is that okay and waiting on tables these people include people in the music ministry prayer warriors ushers sweepers technical team social media team the welcome team the stewards of faith or the offering team and almost everybody who is doing something ministering in the house of the lord and that is what ministry is about the third thing has to do now let me say this before i go on paul said that if it be ministry let them wait on their ministry somebody say wait on your ministry 
come and talk to me. Say, wait on your ministry. Waiting on your ministry simply means preparing to be a, to be a blessing. Can you imagine I came this morning and I'm now looking for something to preach? How would you have felt? Oh, talk to me. How would you have felt? Hey, you say, oh, Amen. So, if your work is to be a technician, you don't wait that after we've come to church, before you are now coming to tune the sound. Oh, I thought you say an amen to that. Huh? So that in the middle of the preaching, then the two will do. If yours is to be an usher, you would have waited on your ministry. You would have prayed. Yesterday, I did some few minutes on Facebook and I was talking about preparation. All right? I received a lot of feedbacks that, wow, it was very, very important. Because a lot of people believe that it's only the pastor who must prepare before he comes. That's a lie. You must prepare. Tell somebody you must prepare. Oh, come on. Tell somebody you must prepare. If you are the one who counts our tithes and offering, before you come, you would have prayed. Pray that as people give, as you count their money, Lord, multiply every seed that is sown. You don't wait there. And I just go, oh, can you, you got it. Oh, can you, you got it. And then two, two cities. And then one, one city. No. You are coming to lead intercession. Prayer warriors. Before you come, you are prayed up. Instrumentalists. You have rehearsed. You have rehearsed. You have rehearsed. Ah, you know the thing by rote. If you are in the music department to come and sing, you have rehearsed. You are prepared. Oh. Receive grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It says, the next one is teaching, number three. That is the ability to communicate truth. Examples of these are cell leaders, Sunday school teachers, the teen leaders, foundational class teachers. These people have the ability to communicate truth. They are not pastors, but they have some ability to teach. When they take the word and they break it down, if they are in the Sunday school, by the time your children come home, by the time your children have been in the Sunday school for two years, your children know the Bible. They know the scriptures. Oh, are you clapping? If you are clapping, clap your hands. Amen? If they are in a foundational class, if they are teaching you the new converting, by the time they finish teaching you lesson one on the, on the doctrine of sin, you know, you know that I must be born again again. Number four. Is exhortation. These people have the ability to encourage. We also call it the Barnabas ministry. Acts chapter 4 verse 36. We see the story of Barnabas. Verse 36. And Joseph, who's, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation. In fact, his name was not initially called Barnabas. But they named him Barnabas because the meaning of Barnabas is son of consolation. When you see him, you get encouraged. When Paul or Saul got born again, and all the disciples, everybody was running away from him. Why wouldn't you run? The man was killing Christians. Suddenly, he comes and says, I'm born again. 
And everybody says, no, 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 this guy, we don't want him here. If you are born again, you go and continue your faith somewhere. We, <laughs> allow. It had to take the son of consolation, Barnabas, who took the hand of Saul and brought him to the disciples and said that truly, this man is saved before they welcomed him. May you be a Barnabas to somebody in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I said, may you be a Barnabas even to your pastors and to the bishops in this house in the name of Jesus. There are some people, when you even see their face, you are encouraged. Is that correct? Sometimes you are so down. When you come to church and you see their face, wow, you are encouraged. Encouraged. Some of you too, when we see your face, say, hey. Is somebody understanding what I'm talking about? I remember years ago, when as a young pastor, I used to select those who sit in front. Yeah. I, I didn't allow anybody at all to sit in front. No, no, no. I, I did the front seat arrangement itself. <laughs> I know somebody's wondering why. Yeah, because there are some of the faces when they sit in nowadays we are growing so sometimes you see people sit in front and they are sleeping when, when I was younger I will <laughs> the sleep will go and never return again <laughs> by the time I finish with you <laughs> but you know, the young shall grow somebody say amen. amen but Barnabas is a son of consolation amen and such people become counselors they become people in a follow-up team when when you are facing challenges and you you know they come to your house and they speak to you say wow it is well with my soul amen and some of you you have that gift oh i said some of you you have that gift i said you have that gift in fact it is one of the gifts i want everybody to get in this church that it is a church of an encouragement of encouraging people no matter who comes in here no matter how low they are when they come in here when they enter the energy in the house should tell them that there is hope for the future come on here i said there is hope for the future can somebody give can somebody give your bishop some encouragement this morning yeah. <laughs> hallelujah but people with such gift and you know they strengthen people to take up new challenges and if you're a departmental leader you need to you need to be a Barnabas there are times there are people who join your department and it's as if they're afraid you have to tell them look look can make it sometimes some people come and they look as if they, nothing nothing good can come out of them you have to look at them and tell them that look I used to be like you God is taking you somewhere you can make it you will stand you will overcome it next year by this time you will be doing better than me wow yeah amen not the time that when somebody comes and the person has a gift and you probably see that the person's gift is stronger than yours in your mind or or, 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 or Benjamin shine or Benjamin no 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 that one that one is a luciferian spirit hmm? it's a luciferian no 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 that one that one we don't need it in the house of god because you see if somebody is blessed to shine 
no matter how you push the person under, one day, one day, the person will shoot up. So, you know what you have to do? Always be part of the person's future and the person's success. Tomorrow, when the person stands somewhere and everybody is praising the person, and the person is giving a testimony of the people who have helped him or her, the person should be able to mention your name as one of the people. Hmm? The person shouldn't say that, hey, I almost gave up because of that sister. And they are mentioning your name. I almost left the church because anytime he saw me, he would frown his face. No, tell me, no, oh, I don't know. They should say that, ah, when I came to this church, it was you that made me stay in the church because of the way you welcomed You didn't know me from anywhere, but you, you welcomed me, you shook my hands. And you encourage me and you called me on the phone because of you i stayed in the church let that be your testimony come on i said let that be your testimony <laughs> hallelujah number five givers givers there are people with special gifts of giving isn't it interesting and an example is docas docas in the book of acts chapter 9 verse 39 you see some of the exploits of docas that when she died there are widows and women who came crying and saying that no Peter, no disciples Dorcas cannot die bring Dorcas back to life and some of them will come and say look at the dress I'm wearing, it is Dorcas that gave it to me and this one will come and say that look my children's fees. it is Dorcas that paid it look and then Peter himself will say that look Dorcas cannot die, the bills and the salary of all the people in the church it is Dorcas who will be paying it you know, people with a gift of giving, sometimes they give they give to their own heads. I've encountered I, I encountered some man ago, years ago, in our Medina branch. Oh, that man wasn't a rich man. His car was old, very old car. And anytime there is something to be done in church, the man will come and say, um, we'll do this. How much is okay? I don't have the money, but I'm going to get the money, we'll do it. And the man will go and wholesale work hard, blah, 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 blah. Then he will bring the money, use it. <laughs> and sometimes you wonder, you say, wow. Because he was not the richest person in the church at all. But he had the gift of giving. Today, that man, his children are in ministry. <laughs> Every Christian is supposed to give, but understand that some are called with the gift of giving. People with a gift of giving usually face two major problems. One, some of them become a bit high-minded if they are not properly trained. So Paul says that he that giveth with simplicity. The reason why he said with simplicity is because if you don't take care, very soon you begin to feel as if the church is Iwunaso. Are you getting what I'm talking about? My triah the second problem such people face is that people make them feel as if they are showing off but it's not a show off because they feel they are showing off because anytime who gives us so and so then they come who do this then they do it who do that then they do it so people begin to feel as if they are showing off so some of them if they are not properly trained in their spirits they begin to withdraw and they don't do what they are supposed to do but don't be intimidated by anybody if you have to give a million times go ahead and give it that is your gift continue to do it 
because your reward is on the way. Somebody say amen. amen. And then we have the rulers, leaders, or those called in authority in the local church. And you see, leadership is a gift. There are some people who come into the church after two months, after two years, already by two years' time, either they have become a pastor or they are an elder or they are deacon. And then you say that, hey, maybe we have been in this church. We have been in this church for all these years. I feel we're elder. They didn't make us dickies. They didn't make us anybody. We are just in the church. We are in the church, sir. And we are here. And we are serving. This guy came, no. See, they have made him. No. It is God. Promotion does not come from the east or the west. It is God who lifts up one and brings down another. Is somebody understanding what I'm talking about? The person who brought me to Perez Chapel the highest position the person got in Perez Chapel was a deacon. A deacon. And I am his disciple. I am a bishop. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Please, I hope you understand what I'm talking about. Barnabas was the one who got Paul accepted. But he only ended up after that one, not much was said of him again. But Paul became very great apostle somebody say amen and then number seven the last one mercy the gift of mercy these people do social acts they love to do social acts like jessica huh? <laughs> yes let's appreciate her amen taking care of widows taking care of orphans taking care of the destitute such people with the gift of mercy, we like to, Pastor, what are we doing about the hospital visitation, orphanage, prisons? They are interested in such things. They have an outward manifestation of pity and sympathy. When they see it, they feel like, no, we must do something about it. They want us to go to the prisons. They want us to go to the hospitals. Amen? And very soon, some of these things, because of Corona, about very soon, we are going to hit the prisons because we don't only need souls in the church anywhere and everywhere we have the opportunity we must convert people for jesus christ oh i thought you'd be happy and say a big and clap your hand and say amen so quickly stewardship requires the following or oh, what i've talked about requires it requires responsibility or it requires that you have to become responsible with your gift faithfulness and accountability please say after me say responsibility faithfulness i can't hear you say it again say responsibility faithfulness and say accountability in Luke chapter 19 verse 13 the scripture we read he says then he called his ten servants and delivered to them ten pounds and said to them occupy till I come or do business till I come but his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying we will not have this man reign over us and it came to pass that when he was returning when he was returned having received the kingdom then he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money that he may know that how much every man had gained by trading 
alright so in this scripture we see that he gave them a gift he expected them to be responsible he expected them to be faithful because there was a day of accountability coming and to every one of us here who has been given a gift we have established the fact that everybody has a gift how many of you understand from today that you have a gift I didn't see your hands I said how many of us understand from today that you have a gift alright so if you have a gift you are expected to be responsible for that gift you have you are expected to be faithful use that gift faithfully and number three you must always remember that there is a day of accountability ahead of you God will ask you for the gift he gave you there is something called the Bema seat of Christ or the white throne judgment and this is not a judgment to determine whether you go to heaven or hell no this is going to be a judgment of Christians where Paul says that every man's work will pass through fire it is a judgment that will either make some people in heaven ashamed or some people receive a crown because at the Bema seat of Christ or at the judgment seat of Christ or at the white throne judgment everybody in front of the millions and the uncountable number of believers that have gathered at the throne of God will be judged one by one that is when they will call Mr. Akwa you were given a gift to win 10 souls but we check through the record you only use your gift to make money and to win a few souls or they will say that no Mr. Akwa we saw that even though you were given a gift to win 10 souls you have won 20 wow it means that you stretched and you use your gift well then a crown will be given to you so everybody here tap somebody and tell the person listen to this one carefully tell somebody listen to this one carefully everybody including me including the presiding bishop nobody will escape this judgment today if I should say just like I said at the beginning that I told you to do that, 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 that you didn't do it some people will say oh you have embarrassed them wait for the biggest embarrassment yes I'm telling you what will happen they will not call you into a private room no <laughs> before everybody and we shall be judged one by one so don't when, when I step out when I'm working as a Christian or I'm working in the Lord I do it first as a Christian before a pastor I am a Christian first before a pastor you are a Christian first before your age so don't hide behind your age hmm? yeah. why you are offended please don't be you are a Christian first before all the things God gave you so use your gift well because one day and it shall not be long soon and very soon we are going to be standing in front of the judgment seat of Christ and we shall be judged let me read a scripture in three versions I will read one scripture in three different versions then when I finish 
I'm going to give you forms for those of you who want to join a department today. Some of you used to be members of a department, but you are no more. Today, reapply and be a member of a department. So, give me on the screen Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 1. We are reading up to verse 5. Quickly. He says, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves, and the grinders cease because they are few, and those that look out of the windows be darkened, and the doors shall be shut in the streets, when the sound of the grinding is slow, and he shall rise up at the voice of the bed, and all the daughters of music shall be brought low. Also, when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fears shall be in the way, and the almond trees shall flourish, and the grasshoppers shall be a burden, and desires shall fail because man goeth to his long home and the mourners go about in the streets let me read the same scripture in the new living translation ecclesiastes chapter 12 from verse 1 okay it says don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your creator honor him in your youth before you grow old and say life is not pleasant anymore remember him before the light of the sun moon and stars is dim on your old eyes and rain clouds continually darken your sky remember him before your legs the guard of your house tremble before your shoulders the strong man stoop. Remember him before your teeth. Your few remaining servants stop grinding. Before your eyes, the woman looking through the window see, see dimly. Remember him before the door of the door to life's opportunities is closed and the sound of work fades. Now you rise at the first creeping of the beds but then all their sounds would grow faint remember him before you become fearful of failing and worry about dangers in the street before your hair turns white like an almond tree in bloom and you drag along without energy like a dying grasshopper <laughs> and the Kappa berry no longer inspires sexual desires. Hey, remember him before you near the grave, your everlasting home, when the mourners will weep at your funeral. Remember him. 
Let me read the last one to you. In the Good News Bible. Are you ready for it? Are you blessed this morning? It says, So remember your creator while you are still young. Before those dismal days and years come when you say, I don't enjoy life. That is when the light of the sun, the moon, the stars will grow dim for you. And the rain clouds will never pass away. Then your arms that have protected you will tremble. Your legs now strong will grow weak. Your teeth will be too few to chew your food. And your eyes too dim to see clearly. Your ears will be deaf to the noise on the streets. <laughs> you will barely be able to hear the mill as it grinds or music as it plays. But even the song of a bed will wake you up from your sleep. You will be afraid of high places and walking will be dangerous. Your hair will turn white. You will hardly be able to drag yourself along and all desire will have gone. When it's, no, sorry, we are going to your final resting place and then there will be mourning in the streets. Remember him. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, remember. You see what I'm preaching? A time will come, your knees. Walking will be dangerous for you. You'll be afraid of high places. Your teeth will not be able to chew anymore. So the gift God has given you, use it now. Bow down your head, let us pray. If you are here this morning and you want your sins forgiven, please lift up one hand. Let me pray with you. Until your sins are forgiven, you are not yet a member of the body. Or maybe you backslide and you want to come back to Jesus. Please lift up one hand. And I want to share a word of prayer with you. If you want your sins to be forgiven, I want to pray with you this morning. And all I want you to do is just lift up one hand as I pray with you. If you want your sins to be forgiven if you want your sins to be forgiven I want you to lift up one hand if it's possible and let me pray with you all of us at one point in our lives we have to do this we have to pray this prayer we have never regretted from doing this thank you church everybody lift up your hand with me and pray this prayer after me say Lord Jesus I am a sinner I cannot save myself forgive me all my sins wash me with your blood come into my life and make me a testimony in Jesus name Amen put your hand on your chest Father thank you for this one establish him in your kingdom in Jesus name touch him Lord in Jesus name Amen